You are welcome to the Let's Talk About Jesus show. My name is Emmanuel and I have my friend. I'll call you my friend because you are my friend, my sister in Christ on your year. And today we'll be talking about a topic titled Life with Jesus is Sweet. I would love to start this topic by talking about my salvation experience. I also ask also ask you to your experience with salvation. So when, before I gave my life to Christ, I grew up in a Christian family, but I was struggling with with some sins. So when I realized that I cannot help myself, I said, Jesus, I give my life to you. Help me. And when I gave him my life, that was when I was 15 years old. And the next, that was on, on Wednesday, the next Wednesday I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. From that day forward, my life changed. I literally changed. I love to watch soccer. I love to watch stuff on online movies and stuff. I realized that there was a new passion that just came into my heart. That, that I would leave school, come back home, and I would spend hours with Jesus. I will listen, listen to sermons from Kenneth Higgins. But have notes to write down. Like there was this holy passion and desire in my heart. In school, I wanted to be, I wanted to become like f- famous in school because I'm good at playing soccer. God then told me that Emmanuel, I want you to <laughs> go to the library and stay there alone because He wants to use me. I didn't know. I just had to be obedient. So the guys that were playing soccer were swearing and. <laughs> Now that I'm a Christian, when I hear any swear words, it, it, it irritates me. The F words does not sound okay in my heart. So I, I was told to leave the soccer boys. I didn't have friends. I would just read Jesus in the library reading my Bible. <laughs> so, you know, you know, the passion grew. I, I drew more closer and closer w- with Jesus. He told me to go out on the streets to preach the gospel. I was I was able to hear his voice. It was amazing. Whatever I ask for, God gives to me like instantly. You know, the Christian life was just so sweet. His presence, oh my goodness, his presence. You know, in your in your room worshiping God, and your body will be full with goosebumps. You know, sometimes I'll be crying, I'll be weeping. Be shaking on the power of God it was so amazing. That was the beginning. Obviously, God would not want me to stay there because I will, how will I go? That 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 different different things attached. There is temptations in the world, so He began to train me, began to teach me. Sometimes He will not talk to me. <laughs> oh my goodness! Do you know how you felt for the one you love not to talk to you? It's like. You are dying. Jesus, where are you? Like, where are you? It was it was a try it was it was very trying time, but God was there, but he was just trying to teach me how to, you know. <laughs> Even right now I'm I'm on the process of like I'm not there yet, it's still training me. I'm in the process of praying without season. Even when I'm walking, I can be praying. He's teaching me how to, you know. Pray in the secret place, but also pray in my heart. Even when I'm in busy, right now I've been very, very busy. So how can I continue the communion with the Lord? You no. Know? So 
life with Jesus has been amazing. So I want to now ask you on your new life with Jesus, your 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 salvation story. For me, I, for me, it was a process. Like I just didn't, I didn't wake up. Let's say I didn't wake up one morning and be like, oh, I want to give my life to Christ. No, uh, started with yes, obviously I grew up. I guess I got I grew up in a Christian home, so I was brought up in that Christian lifestyle, would I say. But obviously, you have to make that choice when you're older, whether you want to follow God or you want to be for the world, right? So. That Christian upbringing from your parents, you have to you have to choose. That's what I would say. You have to choose. So basically, I well, I knew God when I was in secondary school. I knew Him, but it was not a relationship. It was just it was just that oh, I'm Christian, that kind of label. But then when I came to university, when I started university, it was a whole new thing. But then being in a new country not knowing let's say having distractions i've used the word distractions having a lot of distractions and not but I, I fell into depression i've just generalized it like that so for me it was a process i i had moments where i wouldn't feel like i i, I remember the time i actually just made up my mind to like profess like oh i'm living for god right now but then i also remember that process i took like there'll be moments I wake up crying, and the only thing that's playing is worship song. But one thing I know is that all throughout those throughout that period, I know that the worship songs were actually sinking. That's why I say it was like a process. It was just not, it was just not one day. Like I'll be playing worship songs, even by because of God, I have spiritual parents. They'll send me sermons. I'm like, I, I can't understand what they are saying because that moment of my life was just full of depression. So like I couldn't. But then there'll be moments where. I had a particular spiritual um, parent. She would be like, just play the same one. Just play it and just leave it. So I kept on doing it. I kept on listening to worship, worship music. And at that time, because of what I was going through, my parents felt like it was best for me to stay in Winnipeg with my family. So I was there growing by the grace of God. They are also spiritually inclined. So I was also growing and learning, but I had not yet made that choice to live for him. All of a sudden, I don't even know one period I wanted to come back to school because I stay in Brandon, right? So I wanted to just come back, but it felt like I was making the wrong choice. But in a, a deep within me, I just felt like if I come back, I'll be fine. I don't know how, I don't know why I felt like that, but that's how I felt. Fast forward, I I, I came back to Brandon, and truthfully, my life did change. Like. I, I don't I, I wrote down the dates but I really can't remember the actual dates. But I remember listening to a sermon and then when it came to the point of giving our lives to Christ, because most sermons at the end of the sermon they tell you like they tell you if you they actually if you want to give your life to Christ and and it was online, so it's not like I was in person. I was just listening to the sermon online and when when the pastors asked, I just I just kneeled down beside my bed and I was like, and I just professed as he was speaking. I was I was saying the same thing. I was saying like, Lord, my Lord Jesus Christ, I give my life to you. That that would I say that the way I don't know. It was just it was just awesome because fast forward to where I am now, I've learned a lot. 
I've grown in so many ways. Yes, I lost a lot of friends. Like, obviously, God, God took me through that time of isolation just for me to grow with Him, just for me to learn from Him, just for me to build my relationship with Him. Just like you said, that there were moments where I was listening to sermons and I was jotting down. I was asking myself, is this really me? Like, really listening and actually writing. Like, the peace, I think it was just that peace because coming from a place of sad thoughts and depression, having that peace was it was overwhelming it was too sweet to let go like it was like if i have this piece what else am i looking for mm-hmm. like, like yeah. I, I feel like it's still an ongoing process right like i'm not there yet i'm not where i want to be yet but i'm still happy that i'm not where i was before i'm i'm mm. better than i was my relationship with god is growing stronger and stronger and he's helping me thank you that was that's great good wow depression wow so that will lead me to my first question what makes life with jesus sweet and interesting you spoke about peace bible says the peace that passes all understanding shall fill your heart and mind through christ jesus there is peace there is love his presence you know um his glory, his beauty, oh my goodness, his beauty. <sighs> beauty. Hmm. So for you, what makes life for Jesus sweet and interesting? Just highlight some areas. For me personally, it's, it's the peace and joy that comes with serving God. Like, just... It's inner peace, because for me, coming from a place of that's the rowdy mindset and rowdy thinking just having that peace and joy actually joy those two things it's what really makes life with jesus sweet for me right really like having moments where you know that you can commune with the holy spirit just like having him as a best friend and knowing that you are in would i say good hands like you can trust you can trust god something like that's 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 basically it's funny <laughs> yeah beautiful yeah okay next question so um yeah so the bible didn't promise an easy christian race so how can we enjoy jesus despite the trials and temptations that come our way okay i'll, I'll, I'll go first so now yeah, the race was not easy. The race is not easy. Still, it's a run. It's a, it's a journey. Now, how can we enjoy Jesus despite the trials and temptations? Just the belief that He is always there with us. That is there. He will never leave nor forsake us. Should just make you happy. Bible says that we should, you know, um, we should be happy when we face diverse of temptation. Why? Right? Because our faith is being trialed. It's also this is key for me. This is for me how I, I can enjoy. For example, I live alone. I have a house, so I have an apartment to myself. <sighs> Sometimes, because it's my first time paying rent, you know. 
I don't know where the money will be coming to pay my rent. And I will say, Jesus, what do I do? And he would, he would tell me one thing and only one thing. Say, look at Jesus. Just give him your attention. I would say, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. Just you know, look upon him as your source. And miraculously, he provided. He provided. Even today, I don't even know how I was able to scare you. He just provided. Like somebody gave me, because I have a business, so somebody gave me, the time I needed money, somebody gave me a work to do for them and they paid me for it. He began to add up, like God made a way. I didn't have my car for a certain amount of, of, of months because it got into an accident. But because the car, I need the car to make money as well. But despite everything, God made a way. You know, that, that, you know, after driving for years, and now, you're gonna, and now you're not taking the bus, it feels a bit humbling, but really, who cares? I had to humble myself, and God took care of me, you know? Yeah. So what do you think? How can we enjoy Jesus despite the trials and temptations? For me, there are two things that that I, would I say I do by the grace of God, yes. There are two things I do. The first thing is actually to be focused on Jesus, like to fix my eyes on him. Um, was it two weeks ago? I think it was two weeks ago. I was, obviously, trying attention. It was just, let's say it was like a wave in my life. And all of a sudden, I listened to, I listened to Andrew Womack and he was like, like be focused on Jesus. Most times, people have people or people people have let's say sickness or it could be it could be financial issues that they have, but their head is just fixed on that thing. But then when we actually shift our gaze from our surroundings and everything that's happening around us and fix our eyes on Jesus, I feel like everything just tends to. It's not like okay, realistically speaking, it doesn't. The problems don't go away. They don't disappear. It's just that your what I say your mindset what I say your mindset is kind of like shifted. So instead of focusing on that problem, you're focusing on Jesus. And obviously, when when you commune with Jesus and you have that relationship with Jesus, there's always that peace. And the truth is that one thing we have to know is the trust and the patience will actually come. They will. It's just that and nothing that I I I'm still learning to 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 do is just knowing that they will still pass. Like yes the enemy is going to try and bring some funny things to our lives but just that they will still pass they will not be there forever that's one thing i'm trying to learn right now if i can just fix my eyes on jesus and the thing is that he's such a loving father that he'll take care of it like whatever thing it is it could be financial issues it could be health issues it's just that jesus christ always takes care of it also when we fix our eyes on him it also takes our mind away from all those things and then the second thing is making jesus christ your best friend it's something that I still had to learn recently. It's like most times when trying and temptation could be different things. It could be seen, it could be struggling with a particular scene. It could be it could be different things. It's just are you willing to tell tell like because we have the Holy Spirit to help us. Are we willing to say, okay, this is how I'm feeling right now? This is what's going on right now in my life. Like the way you talk to a normal friend when you want to confide in somebody. Can you confide in the Holy Spirit like that? Like not not looking, not seeing him as oh, 
or he's like far away from, like he just wants me to be perfect and how to explain it but seeing him as your best friend seeing him as someone you can confide in that's the way to actually make your journey with god sweeter because the temptations and the trials always come but having jesus christ seeing the holy spirit as that as your best friend as someone you can speak to and jesus holy spirit always speaks to us he always speaks to us he's he's always there for us but most times when we are going through all these challenges we magnify it in our heads like oh this challenge is bigger than it's bigger than well, let's say big i don't want to say it, but look, i can say some people think that it's bigger than them but just that god is bigger than every other thing even if you think that okay you yourself you can't overcome that challenge because you have someone who is greater right like if it, I, for me right now it makes things easier for me just fixing my eyes on him trusting him I feel like trusting him is a, is a very important factor focusing on jesus trusting him and like just making him that close friend instead of confiding in humans yes you can like there are spiritual fathers you have spiritual parents but it's also important to also have the relationship with jesus like make him your best friend make him make him the first person you talk to when all these things come because they will it could be seen it could be it could be financial it could be health issues like i've had moments in my life where like one thing i believe is i can't be sick but then it's not like it's not like the enemy will not try to blow a funny breeze you he will come i've had moments in my life where i hate i really hate sickness like i can't even i won't even stand but i, I remember this particular day this for me is a very big testimony like i i think i came back from church and i think my uncle was what did i say i couldn't move it that's what i was saying and i was on the bed to me i didn't even know that it got this serious I was on the bed. I wanted to get water. I couldn't stand up. It was, it was just. I started thinking of how to go to the hospital. I was like, okay, the hospital bill. Apart from that, I was thinking of how to use clutch. You see, clutches they call it. I use clutches. Spirit of God was not like all the time you are using to speak about this thing or like think about this thing. Why don't you just pick up the anointing oil? I'm not into praying your leg, and I did that thing. I just, I just picked up the anointing oil and anointed my leg, and I just spoke the word over my leg. But I just slept. I was like, I, like it's kind of like ignoring it. I just ignored it, and by the time I woke up, the pain was gone. I, I, there was even under time again. Like I don't even know how I was feeling. I don't know if it's if it's the flu. I don't want to know if it was the flu. But then I just knew that there was something wrong. Spirit, spirit of, and that time, oh God, like God is just too sweet. I don't have to explain it. Spirit of, I've got to that God actually gives us instructions. It just matters how much time we spend in the secret place for us to be able to pick His voice and also act on what he tells us to do that the god was just like play a sermon i don't know why he said that i just played it and i slept off and by the grace of god i woke up this thing was sitting as if no you still wanted to stay i slept again and by the time i woke up it was it was so what i'm trying to say is by the time we make jesus christ our best friend he knows all these things it's just that he knows what we are going through it's not like he doesn't know he he knows it's just that most times we are too on our own we are, too, we are trying to figure it out on our own that we don't include him we have to include him in our everyday lives. It could be, it could be, what am I going to wear today? It could be just different little things that we don't even know that matter. Making him our best friend, that's the only way to make the trials and temptations look very small and then to magnify God. Thank you for sharing all that beautiful, making Jesus your best friend, not just your friend, your best friend. Yeah, so... Yeah, so uh, I have been given the instruction by God to post a podcast every single day. It's not easy, but trust me, it's like it's it has to be obedient. So 
because of my obedience god is opening doors for me he opened the door just recently i'm i'm happy i'm glad so for god said post for so now what you just said i'm going to talk about it post it for tomorrow tomorrow's podcast um uh, I, i call it an eternal conversation with jesus that means jesus never stops talking to us he wants to talk to you 24/7 we are the one that say god i'm too busy but you can talk to him from morning to night it's called eternal that what they told me called eternal uh, conversations with jesus so i'd like to show us a couple of a couple bible verse and like it's a bible verse because i love to build upon our discussion in god's word so this verse says you will show me the if it, that is psalms chapter psalms chapter 16 verse 11 says you will show me the way of life granting me the joy of your presence thou will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy as the right hand there are pleasures forevermore amen hallelujah so yeah in Christ there is pleasure now on that question on that question it says the bible says that jesus is the bread of life so now this is it. how can we eat jesus and enjoy him I like to open that verse. I like I like us to look at that verses. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Jesus said. Uh Bible verses. Let me see. That'll be John 6:35. John chapter 6 verse 35. John 6:35. Okay, good. I got it. Oh, we'll start from verse from verse 30. Okay, let's begin. So let's start from verse 30. I'm going to read first. So I says So so they said therefore unto him, what sign showed thou then that we may see and believe thee? What thou oh, the spirit, forgive me. I need to go to King James. Um New King James. That thou die <laughs> It's making my making me my tongue. <laughs> uh, let's see if it's going to be steady. Okay. So, therefore they said unto him, What signs will you perform then, that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, "Most assuredly I said to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world." So 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 the bread is the true bread. He comes down from heaven and gives life. <laughs> <laughs> Then they said to him, "Lord, give us this bread always." And Jesus said to them, "I am the bread of life. 
He who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that ye have seen me and yet do not believe. Um, I think we are... Yes, that's it. So yeah, I'll do it again one more time. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. So... I'm going to show this question to you, Sister Onye. <laughs> oh my goodness. God help us. Is bread. Bread is supposed to be eaten, you know. So, in this verse, how can we eat Jesus and never hunger for any other things again? I'm going to need you to help me with this one also. But how, like, how can we... For me personally, I would say, if I'm so answer that which i also still need to help with just in case you um how we can eat jesus and enjoy him i personally would say come let's say communion with him like spending time with him daily and then the bible in psalm 34 verse it says taste and see that the lord is good blessed is the man who takes refuge in him the truth is that when you actually what i say taste that will use that word taste jesus like you can't go you can't go back like truthfully most people don't know the beauty in let's say duty in living a life with jesus but realistically if when they actually experience that life with jesus nobody really wants to go back so if i want to say how i can how sorry just give me a second just how we eat jesus and enjoy him i'll say personally communing with him and just fixing my eyes on jesus that's that's basically that's basically what I would say. But you can help me with that. Beautiful, thank you. That is a good answer. Another answer you can use is this. Jesus said that he is the word. He says I am is the word. So we eat now, you know how our physical body needs food. If you don't you may get weak, tired, and some people can die from not eating. So, the same way our physical body needs food, our spiritual body needs food as well. Our, our heart, our spirit needs food. So, you eat of this bread of life by studying the Bible, by reading the Bible every single day. Like you, you, you eat morning, afternoon, evening. You, 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 you're supposed to read, to read the Bible morning, afternoon, and evening. It is the word of God. The Bible says the word of God it is um, it's life. It says it's quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It can pierce into the heart to divide asunder souls and spirits. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. His word, his word searches our heart to find anything impure in us. His word tries us, tests us. The word of God is not just food; it's also map. It's also our map to heaven. If you want to go, if you want to know the standard that God will judge us on the last day, is the Bible. It's like God is giving you an 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 expo, open book, 
say this is what I'm, I'm going to test you on, on the last day. See many Christians today are not reading the Bible, don't know what God will require on, on that day. So, yeah, so the faith test is that way. Um, okay, next question. Many people think that the word is sweet. I have experienced the word being sweet. Trust me, the word is sweet. They like I've like the, the car, the driving of the car. You know the applause, the Instagram likes. You know the the girls, the girls is the makeup, is the hair. You know all those things. You know others uh, again. Um, it's the yeah, the boyfriends, the girlfriends. Like the word is very sweet. But we know from the Bible that <laughs> the, the the world's pleasure is temporary and it can lead you to hell. That you can even enjoy on the world and then at the, end, at the same time end up elsewhere. So the world is sweet. Now, I would like you to, like to compare God, the world's riches and God's riches. Which one brings the most pleasure? I'd like to be honest because you have experience on both ends. Which one brings the most pleasure? Well, truthfully, I would say our flesh, but okay, let's say truthfully, our flesh, would I say it's sinful? Kind of. It's kind of like sinful. So, realistically, what our flesh wants are the things of the world because I can give an example like obviously okay or mature christian most people that are into relationships are abnormalized sex before marriage right which is what the flesh wants which is the truth but then the truth is that we are made up of spirit soul and body so if we only satisfy the flesh, of what point is it? And the truth is, we satisfying the flesh, it's, it's realistically just leads us to hell, realistic, just realistically. But then yes, the things that are in the world is something that we want to do, just because that's just our flesh. It's the, it's the nature of the flesh. So I'm not going to say, okay, that every pleasure in the world, I know that every pleasure, most of the pleasures are sin. That's it, that kind of thing. It's, it's, they are sinful. It's just that realistically, that's what our flesh wants. That's what I don't know. That's really what our flesh wants. But then, if we're now saying as kingdom children, as children of God, it is better to go for the pleasure that God gives, because that one number one, we're satisfying the sp- our spirit man, and we're also pleasing God, and also instead of focusing on what can lead us to hell why don't we f- focus on let's say the the greater price which is heaven because hell is eternal that's what i'll say it's really eternal but yes realistically most people go for the things of the world because that's what our flesh wants that's what is sweet in our head but realistically as we go on with jesus christ as we build a relationship with jesus christ as we get to know him more every feeling or everything of the world kind of like goes down like i think he gave an example with was it soccer 
realistically speaking, yes, during that period, you might have wanted to play soccer with your friends. But then, if when you don't have to sing the swear words, your spirit man was not okay with that. You prefer to fellowship with God. You prefer to read the Bible rather than doing something that would, let's say, not please God. So yes, realistically, our flesh wants this. It wants what the world terms as pleasure. But then it is better and it is sweeter and it is more, let's say, important. At the end of the day, you'll be happy and more joyful that you went for the things of God, like you went for the pleasures that come with serving Christ. So yes. Yeah. Now, my next question. If Jesus is this sweet, then why are people not coming to him for this eternal enjoyment? See, we are gospel, we are we are gospel preachers and we you know preach the gospel. So um sinners. Now because our job is to go out there and tell them that this is this this life is amazing. Come and join us. Come and join us. So a question for you to here. If he's this sweet, then why are people not coming to him? Because people are not willing to carry their cross and follow him. Like, um, I was having a conversation with someone before and they said, like, yes, right now they just want to enjoy and like later they will give their lives to Christ. It's kind of like, just like we said before, right? Denying your flesh of everything it has ever known. Like, realistically, when you give your life to Christ, it's like a 360 degree turn. You like you can't you can't be the same person that you, you were before. So sometimes it's kind of hard for what I say non-believers, knowing that most Jesus um, yeah, some people don't know who God is, but some people know who he is. It's just that making that change can be really let's say hard on them because just like God, um, God in Matthew 16 24 says if anyone will come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow him you're like, like realistically you're de- denying yourself of every pleasure every everything you've ever known and most times people are also just comfortable living even the life they know some people call it complicating complicating their life adding like relationship with Jesus in it because yes there are things you have to stop doing there are things you have to start doing but then Jesus some people have not even experienced that life with Jesus Just like I said when you experience Jesus Christ it's kind of hard to, you you can't really go back to the way you were before like it's realistically it's very hard for you to say oh I just give up and I sometimes it gets to that stage but as time goes on most people just they just remember how sweet it is knowing God and the thing is that most people that already know him but don't want to like let's say surrender they don't they don't want to surrender everything most people just they want to say oh even realistically some also some Christians right like because say oh that's like I would, I would say before I give my life to Christ that's the kind of person I was like oh I'm a Christian right like oh I know God but then have I truly surrendered everything to him have, have I have I let go of all those things that do not please him? That's why most people don't really want to that's they save God or they don't want to have that intimate relationship because they know that they have to deny themselves of a lot of things. They have to... Some people see it as a, a stress. And realistically, 
one thing they don't know is that that's why the spirit of god is there to help us he just he just god just said basically just come just come just give the give give we should just give our lives to him and he'll take it he'll take care of us it's kind, of, it's kind of like a journey it's a step-by-step process but people don't realize that it's a journey it's a step-by-step process they feel they have to be perfect to come to god and that's the mistake that most people make they don't know that they can just come to god as they are and he will take that time with them because god already knows each and every one of us number one he even loves herself he already knows each and every one of us just the way we are so he knows the necessary steps that we have to take everybody's journey is different everybody's spiritual christian christian journey is different it's just that most people would see someone that's that's sold out to god someone that is living for christ and they'll see the way the person is not because obviously i said worldly pleasures right they see the way the person is just denying themselves of those worldly pleasures and they'll be like how how are you and being a what i say i'm call it teenagers like kind of being a teenager that is a christian is is i would say is, is a sweet journey <laughs> because when you when you look at the way other people are living their life they are in what i say in what we think we think we're free but like let's say they look like they are free to do a lot of things they enjoying they are doing this but realistically most people just don't want to surrender they don't want to surrender they want to they are so comfortable living their that life that they are living that they just they feel like adding Jesus Christ to it is like complicating it. It's like denying myself of everything I've ever loved. But like, I can give an example in my life. Like, yes, it was, I, I like being positive. It was a sweet journey. <laughs> but yes, realistically, it was, there were ups and downs. Like, it's not easy to deny yourself of everything you've ever known, everything. Like, I can give an example. It's different for other people, but for secular music, for me, I don't like listening to it. It's different for other people. But like it took time because i'm a dancer i like singing and so it took time not to it took time to break out of that but i say that phase of my life of listening to secular music mm-hmm. it was it was I, I won't add the negative word but it was funny i would say it was funny but the truth is that god god really he okay i'll say he knew who i was he knows okay this girl likes this girl likes dancing this girl likes singing and he started bringing and the truth is just like he said the swear words was just discouraging me because in my spirit man i was never happy <laughs> like listening to swear words and dancing to it so all of a sudden that already even even cut even th- that was even one major reason why i cut it short immediately because i was just more focused on pleasing god rather than gratifying my own flesh so like it takes time it's a funny process it's just that we have to be willing it takes it really takes a lot it takes a lot of time it's not it's not a swift process it's not not it's not as fast as people think but the truth is that life with jesus is actually sweeter it's more peaceful but they don't know truthfully is that most people don't know and they feel like when they come they have to complicate their life there is a very difficult thing to do but truthfully mm. it's, it's thank you very much for that amazing word <laughs> So, I would like to conclude by answering your question, that, that question. It all starts from us going out to telling these people about Jesus. And we must not go out alone. Our words alone cannot save them. So, it has to be we going out with the Holy Spirit. He's the one that would use our words Towards to touch their heart 
under the under the wood. You know, come. It's it's one thing for them to be saved. They have to be discipled. Oh my goodness, they have to be discipled. Salvation. You cannot stop in salvation. You have to follow up that soul. But the enemy, it just lost his soul. You look at what happened in the Israelites. The God said, "Okay, the people were, you know, Pharaoh let the people go. <laughs> Pharaoh now pursued them. That is something that happens when we." Don't like when a soul has been saved, the enemy will chase after them. So we have to, you know, as believers, we have to walk because yeah, we have they have to be yeah they have to be discipled and followed up, or else we'll go back. Because the, the devil will know. Oh. Okay, so that is gonna be the end of today's episode. Um, So I want to encourage everybody watching this video right now. I want to say, life with Jesus is sweet. The world has nothing to offer; it only offers temporary pleasure. And I like to speak to any man or woman out there that are, you know, waiting to get married. I like to say, any pleasure you find outside of marriage. You're gonna be temporary, and it can even destroy your relationship. Have patience. Wait, so that you can be in the covenant before you fool around. And also, being in God's instruction, being in His, being in His instruction, you know, doing what He says. In this world, makes life sweet for us, but not living according to what God says makes life to become sour. So, yeah, can you please pray for us? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word in which you've heard today. Spirit of God, thank you for taking control of today. All glory be to your name. We worship and we adore you, Father Lord. We pray, oh Lord, that. As we as we have learned today, that you help, you give us the spirit of divine wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Always give us also also give us retentive memory to remember everything we've we've listened to, and help us to also act on everything we've heard today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for answering the prayers. For in the mighty name of Jesus, we've prayed. Amen.